tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga. It is Life Happens uh, right here on SAFM with myself, Bridget Masinga. And uh, we move right along uh, with the conversations. Things happen very fast, very, very fast. (laughs) Um, But yes, now we are going from one medical conversation to another medical conversation. You might actually think today is Medical Thursday, (laughs) if you are mistaken. Uh, We are now focusing on the skin. And we've got specialist dermatologists at the Laser and Cosmetic Institute out here in Hyde Park. Oh, a very nice address. Dr. Slindile is joining me on the line. How are you doing, Dr. Slee? Hi. Hi, Bridget. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am fantastic. This is one of my favorite conversations. I, I love talking about all things skin. And I think particularly as a black woman, um, yes, you know, black yes. people tend to have great skin. Black don't crack for real. <laughs> but also that kind of means that we get lazy with the upkeep because, you know, we don't want to spoil it. We don't want to try new things because it, it might just spoil it. That's that's actually not so true. Black does crack. <laughs> black, black definitely does crack. It may take longer to crack, but it, it, it definitely does. And that's why we also need to keep up with taking care of our skin and protecting ourselves from the sun. Yes. Because the sun is the biggest enemy. Isn't that so true? And I'm still the girl who does not wear sunblock. And yet this is the thing that all my producers all just looked at me like, what? <laughs> Imagine three pairs of eyes just like, no. Yeah, no, you and a whole lot of other people still don't buy into the sunscreen thing. But it's, 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 it's real. The sun damage is real. I mean, South Africa is has one of the highest um, sun rays, uh, UV rays in the in the country or in the globally, I mean. So we have the worst when it comes to damages from the sun. So especially in South Africa, you have to have to wear sunscreen. Oh, okay. She said it like three times. We have to have to have to wear yeah, uh, yeah. sunscreen. Perhaps this is the year I do better and I, I do wear sunscreen because I know that every single um, GP or practicing, um, you know, aesthetics doctor has often said, if you listen to nothing I tell you at all, listen to the fact Just that you have to sunscreen. drink water and sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing is sunscreen, even when you are indoors, because mm. the, the misconception is that you have to be directly exposed to the sun to get the damage. But also even the household lights, the lights from your computers, from your cell phones. Really? That, yes, that also has damaging UV rays. Wow. So even when you're indoors, you still have to wear sunscreen. All very, day, every day. Very interesting. Dr. Slindile joins us on the line and she's a specialist dermatologist at the Laser and Cosmetic Institute right here in Hyde Park. And before we get off the sunscreen and take the headline news, um, just a quick one. I know that sunscreen is not just about the, the what you call it, the, the number there. What is that number called again? The SPF. The SPF, yes. yes. It, it's also about it having particular ingredients like zinc. Yes, the zinc oxide and the nitride, yes, those are the physical sunscreens. Those are the better sunscreens to have because mm. they physically block the UV rays. But unfortunately, those are the ones that give you that grayish um, white residue that people don't like. Yes. But yeah, those are the physical as opposed to the chemical sunscreens that get absorbed, but the chemicals in them block the UV rays from causing damage to your DNA and to your skin. Yeah. 
you heard it from the good doctor herself so don't just look for the 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 uv percentage there also turn it around and make sure it's got zinc we're going to we're going to keep the good uh, doctor on hold and then we're going to take the uh, headline news at the bottom of the hour we come back and continue our conversation around all things skin if you have a question a query a story you want to share with us you can find us on whatsapp or of course you can tweet us on twitter Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. This is Bridget Masinga. It is Life Happens right here on SAFM and we are standing by to take all of your skin concerns. You can find us on WhatsApp or you can call us on 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. If you've got a question, a query, something that you need to clarify or want to find out a little bit more information on, hey, even if it's a wife's tale, you know what I mean? You just, hey, we're standing by. Dr. Slee's standing by. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Slindeli, uh, Slindela rather, Ndwalani is joining me and she's a specialist dermatologist uh, and she joins us to talk all things skin. Dr. Slee, let's talk about covert skin because I noticed, especially when we were in hard lockdown last year, I had atrocious skin. It was breaking out. It was dry. It was it was just nasty. And I think it had to do with the fact that, you know, one was stressed. We were indoors all the time. We went through, I don't know, like all the seasons, I guess, because we were literally confined to our houses, you know, from yeah, from beginning yeah. of the year till the end of the year. Um, and the skin just literally acted out. Yeah, no, it did. It did. So the... The commonest things that we saw, especially in the beginning of, of lockdown when we had to wear masks, mm. was, was acne. It was acne that was induced by the mask, which is called maskne. Um, it's, a, it's a form of acne called acne mechanica. That's mm-hmm. what we call it in medical terms. It's basically acne that happens as a result of constant friction. Uh-huh. So with wearing the mask, especially if you keep pulling it up and down, that friction causes irritation to the skin. Mm. And then with the humidity and the heat mm. under the mask, you get clogging of your pores. And then that triggers bacterial buildup mm. and inflammation, which is what leads to, to the acne. So we saw a lot of that in the beginning. And it's basically um, just trying to cleanse your skin mm. uh, regularly twice a day we recommend with gentle exfoliators preferably exfoliators that have uh, something like glycolic acid which is an alpha hydroxy acid that mm. gently exfoliates the skin and using non-comedogenic moisturizers mm-hmm. that have hyaluronic acid and ceramides that gently moisturizes the skin without clogging the pores and also trying to minimize the use of makeup if you can mm. and using non-comedogenic makeup. But fortunately these days makeup generally is non-comedogenic and washing it off um, as soon as you get home or before you sleep and changing your masks or washing your masks every day or regularly. So, yeah. Now, Dr. Slee, you're using big fancy words here. <laughs> what makeup is this? Not, and I'm a makeup girl, but I've, ne- I've never checked if my makeup is non-what? Oh, Bridget. So it's non-comedogenic. Non-comedogenic. Yes. So okay. it has, even with your moisturizers, you don't want a 
thick, greasy moisturizer that, that are comedogenic, which means it doesn't clog your pores. Uh-huh. So that's, that's basically what it means. Okay. We live and we learn, guys. We, <laughs> we live and we learn together. Uh, the other thing that I want to ask you, Dr. Slee, is, um, you know, you just said about cleansing your skin uh, with an exfoliator on a daily. Now, I know that my my therapist will also then argue with you at the aesthetics uh, clinic and she'll say, but she can't exfoliate every day. She, she's got to skip a couple of days. So which one is it? Am I exfoliating with gentle exfoliator every day or am I skipping a few days? It depends on the exfoliators that you use. Okay. So if you, you, you use gentle exfoliators that have a low percentage of the exfoliating agent so you can use it once a day every day but if you've got sensitive skin the the exfoliators tend to be more irritating which then you can use on alternate days and alternate with a a gentler uh, cleanser that doesn't have any of these exfoliating um, uh, acids okay yeah Dr. Slee, we've got some questions here on WhatsApp, and I'm going to try and get some of these uh, medical terms correct. Please pardon me, guys, if, uh, you know, my tongue slips here and there. Um, I have a question here, say, and it says, uh, Hi, I have a problem with keloids on my face and chest. I went to the doctor, and he said that it's hard to treat keloids because even if you remove them, they might come back, and mine are growing. So what can I do to make them stop growing? Firstly, what are keloids? So a keloid is a form of scarring. So some people have a genetic um, tendency to overproduce scar tissue when they're healing from an injury. And those um, scars or keloidal scars are scars that grow beyond the margins of the injury. So they, they grow quite bigger than where the injury was. And it's it's basically your you are predisposed genetically predisposed to having that kind of of healing process, and the 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 doctor is right in saying that it's difficult to manage keloids, mm-hmm. but there are options. You know, we do have options of injecting um, steroids or other substances into the the scar to flatten it okay. and also to reduce the symptoms because sometimes they can be quite itchy. So that is is done, and you can actually surgically remove them, but it has to be done by preferably a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist who's experienced in mm. that because the the way you suture it is different, and you have to then inject either the steroid or, or other chemotherapy agents to prevent further scarring, uh-huh. and also the use of radiotherapy with the with the um, excision and and suturing guys because if you have a tendency to to scar like that mm. if you if you cut it out and you just leave it it's going to scar like that again so it's not just cutting it out but it's also injecting um, steroids chemotherapy and radiation to that lesion what I'm hearing from Dr. Slee is definitely that, you know, skins are very complicated and all skins are unique. So uh, you must always seek advice from professionals like herself. Uh, we got a voice note coming up next. Let's hear what you've got to say. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm very excited of today's topic. 
um i have trouble with uh breakouts like i have breakouts like all the time and they even become worse during my my mentors so i don't know is there any way that i can stop them and to make matters worse i'm in my 25s so i i'm really struggling i really don't know how to stop them is there medication that i can use or something thank you listener from Clerkstop. Oh, such an important question. I think so many women struggle with this, uh, you know, during your, your menstrual cycle and you have breakouts. Uh, any advice, Dr. Slee? Because it can also hamper on your confidence as a woman. So acne, acne is actually one of the top three things that we see commonly in our practices. It's, mm. it's, it's a serious problem, especially for females. You can see it from the teenagers right up to adult onset acne. And as far as the cause is concerned, the hormones, androgen hormones are the biggest contributor. And that's why you find that even around your your period or your menses, it becomes worse. And the hormonal acne, usually you'll break out on the lower half of the face, which is along your jawline. Mm. So the, we advise that if you have acne, you need to seek medical attention, preferably with your local dermatologist who is going to have a look at your skin and assess the severity and then um, decide on a treatment plan. Mm. So there's different um, treatment plans depending on the severity and depending on the patient profile. Mm. So it goes from using topical treatments, which is your topical anti-inflammatories and topical vitamin A derivatives, which are retinoids, to the use of antibiotics because Mm. acne is an inflammatory condition with bacterial overgrowth. So we do use um, oral antibiotics for it and in females especially those with hormonal um, acne there's also the option of combining that treatment with um, hormonal treatment in the form of oral contraceptives mm. so yeah so seeking medical attention early is what we advise to prevent scarring because acne can scar badly Absolutely. And and to reverse that scarring can be such a costly problem. Uh, Exactly. The other thing, Dr. Slee, that, uh, you you know, I kind of know through through the years is also watching your diet, right? Because sugars and carbohydrates can also add to acne. um, And sometimes the simplest solution is for you to just cut off certain things. Yes, yes. there's, that's a that's a big question, and we get that question a lot. Um, in in the literature, the research does say that a high glycemic index diet contributes, and sugar and carbohydrates we all know are high glycemic have high glycemic index. And I mean, everyone should be on a healthy eating plan anyway. Mm-hmm. So yes, skimmed milk and a high glycemic index diet are the two. Um, dietary factors that are directly linked to acne. But the major one is still hormones. Yeah. And then we've got another question for you, Dr. Slee. Uh, and it says, uh, my partner was diagnosed with Kaposi's sarcoma. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And now has uh, some very dark skin in some parts of the body. Is there anything that we can use to get rid of those dark marks? 
Um, so, okay, firstly, just briefly, what Kaposi sarcoma is basically um, a tumor. It's a cancerous tumor of the blood vessels oh. and, and the lymphatic cells. So the lymphatic cells are those cells that, that drain lymphatic fluid, which is part of your immune response system. Mm. So there's different types of it that we see with different medical conditions. And the treatment of it depends on the underlying uh, medical condition that caused it. Mm-hmm. But it can also include chemotherapy and radiotherapy, like oh, wow. with all other cancers. But it does leave what we call post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Mm. It's this, that's one of the causes of pigmentation. Um, so it because... That pigmentation is caused by vessels being damaged, which um, also leads to what we call hemosiderin, which is a substance that you find in blood Mm. being deposited into the skin or outside of the blood vessels. That one needs to be managed by a specialist who's using um, special treatments like chemical peels, microneedling, Mm -hmm. and also topical um, creams that work on the hemosiderin and the melanin that's deposited in the skin. A lot of information being shared with us this afternoon. Dr. Slindele Ndwalane is a specialist dermatologist. And you can call us, by the way, on 011-714-2006, or you can WhatsApp us and tweet us. Um, and, and Dr. Slee speaks about, you know, procedures like microneedling and all these other aesthetics things. Is it also important for you and whoever is practicing on you to test some of these, especially the slightly more invasive ones, to test them maybe... On a, on a spot somewhere in your skin just to make sure that your skin doesn't have an adverse reaction to some of these things. I remember I got a laser therapy a couple of years back and my aesthetics doctor actually tested it on a spot behind my neck just to make sure that my melanin would not act up in a weird way. Yes, yes, it, 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 it is important, especially if you know that you've got sensitive skin because you tend to react easily to treatments, procedures, and, and and products. So it is worth testing it on a small area, maybe at the back or wherever it's hidden, where if you do react, you're not going to see the effects um, easily. So it is always worth testing if, if, if you've got um, sensitive skin. Doc, we've got another question here. Kindly ask the doctor, what home remedies are there for lipoma on the forehead? I'm hearing all kinds of interesting uh, situations, medical things I've never heard of before. <laughs> lipoma, home remedies for lipomas, no. What is a lipoma? So basically lipomas are benign, non-cancerous growths or tumors of the fat cells. Okay. So it's these growths that grow under the skin. They, their cause is unknown, really, but there's possibly a genetic link to them as they tend to run in families, okay. um, especially if those family members have multiple lipomas. And sometimes, but very rarely, um, injuries like blunt trauma to the skin can cause or trigger these growths of the fat cells. And it affects people of all ages, mm-hmm. but it's commonly middle-aged adults, and it affects females and males equally. Though males tend to have multiple um, lipomas as opposed to females who would have just one or two. So there are these 
soft, um, almost rubbery growths mm-hmm. that, that grow on um, areas that have more fat. So usually your back, shoulders, trunk, and your arms. Mm. And they can grow in up to 10 centimeters or even larger than that. Oh, wow. But they are painless and they are non-cancerous. So they are benign lesions. And the treatment for them is really surgical um, remover. There's okay. no home remedies that work for them. Yeah. So it's, it's surgical removal. And liposuction can also be used, especially for the larger ones, just to debulk them and make them smaller. But yeah, generally surgical excision. Okay. Uh, Dr. Slee, we've got Kathy out in KZN who wanted to uh, talk to you direct. Hey, Kathy. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, Go ahead. Great, great to hear you've got a dermatologist online. <laughs> uh, I, uh, my son, um, we live in KwaZulu-Natal and um, we have terrible, terrible humidity. Mm. And he suffers terribly from a rash under his armpits where he sweats and, um, and his groin. And we do, we've tried all kinds of cream. Mm. In fact, it's so bad, it's red raw. We don't know what to do to take it away. Wow. It does go after the humidity goes. Mm. But in the meantime, he's suffering badly. Can you help? Dr. Slee? Hi, Kathy. Um, yeah, thanks for the question. Um, it, there's, there's different conditions that you get in those yeah. areas of the skin. We call yeah. those the uh, intratrigenous areas where... The, it's basically the skin folds where skin meets skin. So there's different conditions. Unfortunately, it's not something that you can diagnose without seeing um, the patient. So I suggest that you consult your local dermatologist to get a proper diagnosis because the commonest one is what we call seborrheic dermatitis, which is a type or form of eczema that happens usually under the arms, on the scalp, and in the groin area. And you can also get candida um, infections. Candida is a, yeah. a skin commercial that usually overgrows in, in areas that are high in humidity and, and, and heat, and those areas are have high humidity, and KZN is quite humid. So you need to get a proper diagnosis and, and a proper treatment plan for that. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Kathy. Thank you. Dr. Slee, you've given us so much uh, food for thought, uh, really, and I see that the WhatsApp line is still exploding. Uh, I wish we really still uh, did have more time, but uh, we'll, we'll surely have you back again because even Kathy just reminded me that I've got a recurring uh, dermatitis situation in the summer. I'm also a Durban uh, girl, and I think it's a genetic because my dad has it as well. In yeah. the summertime, I get so hot that I get little sweat pimples like underneath yeah. my fingers yeah. and feet. And then they just sort of dissolve and disappear. Um, and that's how I know if it's going to be a really, really hot summer. <laughs> my, my feet and my hands give me a little bit of an indicator. And the, the, the thing that I, my mom used when I was growing up, uh, we had a pharmacist who said, I must just soak the, my feet and hands in magnesium and, and it goes away. And it really does help. It, it goes away. Uh, it works better than any topical cream I've ever gotten. <laughs> so we all have a little something. Uh, and, and, hope, we can't, and we can't dispute that. If it worked for you, it worked for you. You know, it 
It really does. <laughs> that was Dr. Slee joining us this afternoon on Life Happen. Dr. Slindile Ndwalane, she's a specialist dermatologist at the Laser and Cosmetic Institute in Hyde Park. Um, and if you have any questions at all or you want to maybe follow up and book a consult, hit us up and we'll see if uh, we can't connect you with the good doctor. It's just gone at 10 to 2 o'clock.